guest and he's here uh his name is dave a very very good friend of mine we grew up together i respect him and love him like he's my own brother and i'm glad to have him on the show so dave uh say hi to the people and tell us a little bit about yourself hello everybody uh thank you probably for that wonderful uh introduction and thanks for thank you guys for having me um my name is David Forrester. Um, I'm a youth coordinator at the Jane Finch Boys and Girls Club. I'm also a community support worker for the TDSB, Toronto District School Board. I work for uh, work in some of the most high-risk communities in Toronto. I've worked in Jane and Finch for the last 11 years. Um, I've worked in every hood in Jane and Finch, you could think of Driftwood, uh, Lane, Connections. Um, and it, it's it's become a part of, of my life. It's become a part of my work. Um, it's inspired me to do things that I do uh, on an everyday basis. And it's inspired me to do um, things that I never thought I would do. You know what I mean? And um, for me, um, I never thought that I would be somebody that would uh, would have sat there and, and ended up working in Jane Finch. I went to school to become a police officer. You know, I, I got into the work in Jane Finch kind of um to kind of pad my uh resume to become a police officer work in the community and stuff like that and i literally fell in love with the community and never left so uh that's what i do every day um some days are harder than others you know we we there's a lot of violence in our community but there's a lot of beautiful things that goes on in our communities too that doesn't get as much uh publicity as some of the negative things that goes on but um we're 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 you can't talk about one without the other so um, whatever I could do to sit there and enlighten people with uh, the work that we do. Um, that's what I'm here for. So again, thank you guys for having me. No problem. Thank you for being here, man. We appreciate it. Um, so we're going to, we're going to jump right into it. Um, Warren. Yeah, let's get into it. So, so Dave, what do you feel are some of the, the challenges today when it comes to education at, at the high risk communities that you serve? Um, it's funny because there's, there's, there's multi-tiered issues with, with the education system. And it's not just on the institution side. There's a, there's a, there's a big divide in what happens in the institution, but also, you know, what happens in the home. And there's not a lot of the times where there's communication going back and forth. So I always tell my parents this when they talk to me, I sit there and I say to them, if you allow the institution to do what they want with your kids, the institution will do what they want with your kids. You feel me? So when we sit here and we talk about it, when we sit here and we talk about it, the, the household has to be involved with education. You know what I mean? Um, this, we, everybody on this chat and everybody listening knows that this, 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 this education system wasn't set up that looked like you and I, right? So if, if, if we're not, if we're not sitting there and guiding our young people through it, they're going to fall through the cracks. You know what I mean? And we can't look at the institution to pick them up through those cracks. The institution is going to continue to do what the institution does. Right. Um, 
when we were when we were younger, uh, we had people that were involved in that that we would gravitate to that were a part of the institutions. I bet everybody on this chat and everybody in in uh, that can hear it in the in, that can hear my voice can sit there and say, yo, there was one teacher that sat there and kind of took a little bit more stock in their education and wanted them to do well. You know what I mean? And um, I think in a lot of ways that's missing in the in the system these days. But also, too, um, I think that it's not on the institution to have to always do that. I think that the home has to provide those infrastructures and um, allow our kids to understand that education is important and that there's a strong support system coming from the home. So there's, there's it's, it's, it's multi-tiered. This system we, we understand is, is, is broken. You know what I mean? And it, if we don't sit there and hold the people in power to account, they will do what they want. And it's, it's getting better now. There's a lot of stuff going on within the education system when it comes to anti-black racism and anti-indigenous racism and, you know, um, equity and, and equality and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it wasn't okay to talk about these things within the education system until it was okay to talk about these things in the education system. You know what I mean? Um, so these are things that are new that really people have been talking about for years, but we're afraid to talk, we're afraid to say out loud, right? And that's a problem all in itself. Okay, okay. Um, earlier on in the in the show, Warren and I had mentioned a few things. One of them that uh, we both agreed on was misrepresentation within the institutions. Um, how do you feel about that in terms of misrepresentation culture-wise? Um, uh, it, it's tough because I feel like a lot of the kids that are are in you know a lot of these highly visible minority neighborhoods are going to schools that are and being taught by people that don't look like them. You know what I mean? And it's really hard to sit there and see yourself as a teacher, as a police officer, as a, you know a, whatever a, a guidance counselor, whatever, when everybody around you sits there and doesn't take you know doesn't take a lot of interest in these things you know what i mean and and the institution doesn't sit there and feel like it's important to sit there and make have people in these positions that look like you i think that there is a strong push for that change now again with all with all the stuff going on about you know the changes in society and what society is looking like now and having people that in positions that reflect society uh be in high level positions and and that's going to be something that you will see change in as 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 the years go on and i think it's something that will continue to happen but uh, again uh, like when we look at the system as it stands right now as we are on this call um there's a lot of change that needs to happen you know what i mean and and it's it's funny that the changes are happening now and started to happen now when an uprising has happened you know what I mean? Why didn't this start before the uprising? You know what I mean? Why wasn't this more of a thing to push before the 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 uprising and, and stuff like that in the communities and stuff? Um, I think sometimes we gotta we gotta sit there and ask ourselves those questions. You know what I mean? And kind of think deeper. You know, it's great that it's happening now, and it's great that there is all this. You know, in the and everybody wants to have an anti-black racism committee at their work, and they're they're building all these new positions at the at that all these institutions to include equity and diversity and all this great stuff. But why wasn't this a thing two years ago? Why wasn't it a thing three years ago? You know what I mean? Why is it a thing now? You know what I mean? So, I mean, it, it's it's great that it's happening. It's great that it's happening. But I, uh, sometimes I feel like it's it's happening because it's being forced. 
not because out of just sheer understanding that these are things that need to be happening. You know what I mean? So, yeah. What uh, challenges did you face in school? Oh my goodness. Um, you know, we, like, yeah, man. Um, it's crazy because I grew up upper middle class, right? Like I grew up in an area of Mississauga where there wasn't a lot of violence. There wasn't a lot of poverty. You know what I mean? I had almost everything I needed for the most part growing up. But it's funny because when I talk to my kids and I tell them, hey, listen, I had run-ins with the police too. I had issues, you know, in school too. They sit there and they look at me like I'm crazy. You know what I mean? Um, I, I remember being at the bus stop in grade 11 and a cop driving by. I'm standing with my girlfriend at the time and he, you know, does a UEN comes to the bus stop and asks me if I'm sitting, to, if I'm harassing her, you know what I mean? And oh, sure. it's something that, you know, I remember to this day because the crazy part about it is that he was a visible minority himself. He was an Asian guy. So I'm sitting there going, what the hell? You know what I mean? But it, it, you, you think about it now and, and, and it's just like, these are all things that shaped the way that I looked at life back then. You know what I mean? I was a lot more, um, I was a lot more of a hothead, a little bit more loose with the tongue, a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more all these things. And it was it was shaped because of certain things that I dealt with at the time. So when so when our young people nowadays are hot-headed and loose with the tongue and all this type of stuff in school and stuff like that, I get it. You know what I mean? Because they are shaped by what society is 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 is, is portraying to them and showing them how they should be and how they should react to certain uh, certain different types of of interactions with um, peoples of authority, like police, like principals, like teachers, you know what I mean? And those, a lot of the times those interactions aren't good. You know what I mean? Um, so I, in, in my upbringing, I, I always looked at the way that I grew up in when I, when I went to school was that there were people there that cared and wouldn't let me fail. Even when I decided that it was something that I wanted to do, you know what I mean? They wouldn't let me. And that's why I'm in the position that I'm in now to be able to pay it, pay it back to these kids now, because I'm in a position where somebody did it for me. You know what I mean? Right. And um, right. that's, that's super important for me. It's, it's something that I will, I will always do regardless of what position that I'm in. Um, because I, I see the effects when, when people don't sit there and take stocks in what these, in the understanding of what these kids do, you know what I mean? And, and, and take stock in their education and want them to do well. You know what I mean? Um, that's when the streets come in and the streets will nurture them. the streets will take care of them you know what i mean because the village didn't so the streets will so yeah. right 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 and that makes sense now just and 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 touching a little bit about that and, and challenges that you faced uh while you were in school and things like that i remember um a situation happened with you at school in terms of uh being diagnosed a certain way and um mm -hmm. i wanted to know if if you're if you're okay with sharing that with us and and how did how did and what happened what help what help came to that allowed you to get out of that situation or that helped that situation i i i remember you told me that your mom played a very big absolutely with that so um if you can if you if you don't mind let us know how how that went about and and what happened it's funny um under under all my degrees and diplomas and stuff that I have in my room. I also have my, my, uh, my transcript of, uh, my diagnosis right underneath it. You know what I mean? Mm. To sit there and remind me why I do what I do every day and, and why all the stuff that I've done is so important. But, um, yeah, I was, I was, 
having issues in a class. I think it was an English class and uh, I would have, my teacher would sit there and she would be like, Dave, you know, we're in the class and when I'm asking the questions and stuff on the board and all that kind of stuff, you're great. Like you're answering questions, you're engaged, da, 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 da. And then I put it down on paper and it, and it, and you, you fail a test. What's, what's going on? And I simply said to her on paper, it looks different. And she sat there and, um, she sat there and said, really? I'm like, yeah, when you're saying it to me, it translates differently. When I, when it's on paper, it takes me a little bit more time to process it. And then by the time I process it and get it through my head and it sinks in, I'm, I'm out of time. I feel like I have to rush. So I, I'll skip over stuff and I'll, and I'll leave things out and I feel like I'm always rushed. So it bothers me and I get anxious and I, I just don't want to continue to do it. So she goes, okay. So you know what? She set me up with my guidance counselor. So I go to my guidance counselor now and he's getting ready to get me assessed. You know what I mean? And I go through all the protocols. I meet with the, the shrink. The shrink comes in. We have like three or four sessions. And at the end of it, you know, I was diagnosed as a dyslexic, which I definitely agree with. And, you know, I've, I've learned how to use that diagnosis to, to my advantage now. Um, but I, I was diagnosed with dyslexic and I was, this was, I think in grade 10, they said I was great reading at a grade four level, grade five, grade four, grade five, and that I should go to a trade school. And you know, if you're, if you're, if you're a Mississauga cat, we all know about West credit, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, that's where I was, I was being, that's what the, the, the school guidance counselor, uh, had asked for me to go had, had had sat there and recommended that i go um but understanding the system they can't do anything unless your parents sign off on it so they had to bring my my mom in and mom sat down and mom sat there and said mm -mm, you're not going nowhere he he's 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 fine he's just lazy give him the support that he needs and he'll be fine so mom mom came in and you know again um understanding the system the system can't do anything unless your parents sign off on it especially when it comes to uh moving your school um doing anything when it comes to ieps independent learning uh programs anything like that everything has to be signed off because they're they are legal documents right so because it's a legal document they can be sued they don't want none of that um so basically she came in she told them no and they sat there and she just said, listen, just give them the support. And they had to give me the support and they supported me. I all through school, it followed me all through college and university. And because they had to do that, um, it set me up for the rest of my learning, right? I still have that same IEP now. Whereas if I need extra time with anything, even in my personal uh, schooling and whatever, they have to allow me to have that. And if I go to a job, they have to allow me extra time because I have a diagnosis. So they have to sit there and honor that. Um, so she played a, played a huge role. You know what I mean? And I think that's what's missing in a lot of our youth nowadays. Yeah, the, the, the parents and stuff kind of sit there and just allow the kids to just figure it out for themselves, allow the institution to figure it out for the kids. And that's not conducive to our kids being um, most successful. We all know that when kids are most successful, the institution and the parents are working together, right? And when they're not, we have issues. So yeah, that's what that, that's what that is. I used to be a, um, a client for for Amadeus and Amadeus. They they help um, in some some of the 
capacities they they help their clients they help their clients with uh education while they're incarcerated and uh one of my uh one of my teachers she was like really hands-on and she, and she helped me a lot and i think that's what kind of pushed me to get some of my um my college courses that i got um given your professional background and your personal experience what do you think is needed to foster a better education for you um if it was up to me we would just blow up the whole education system period and start all over <laughs> i'm be totally be totally candid about it and this is what pays my bills right like it, it's it's a totally archaic system when we were when we were in school the education system was out of date so you could imagine what it is now right this system is 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 white centric european understanding and it, it is it has never been been changed at all when you think about education and where education was in 1965 1975 1995 1995 1995 1995 1995 1995 1995 1995 1995 1995 1995 1995 1995 1995 1995 1995 1995 1995 1995 1995 1995 1995 1995 1995 1995 1995 1995 1995 1995 1995 1995 1995 1
this is my this is what I always sit there and say to people. What are we really trying to do if we're not willing to even look at the education system and see the inequalities in the teachings that we are teaching our kids? You know what I mean? It is what it is. Some powerful stuff, man. Some powerful stuff. Dave, always appreciate your energy, man. You know what I mean? And and from day one, we've always had a good mutual respect for each other because we already we know what it is, man. We've been through it. And I just I just appreciate everything that you're doing now. Um and we appreciate having you on the show. Amazing, amazing stuff. I'm I'm sure listeners are gonna be excited about this one after they hear it. Warren, shoot, like Dave came in here and he killed it, man. Like I, I don't know what else to say to that, but he did an amazing job. I was glad having him on here. Um and you know, for all the listeners, uh, you know, he dropped his email. So if you guys want to get in contact with him, chop it up with him a little bit more, you guys can do that. Uh, also, keep a lookout for uh, Foster Sports and Entertainment. And yeah, we're gonna be out. This was a this was a good one. I really appreciated this one. Yeah, but before we wrap up, I just want to send some shout outs to uh, to some very special people who made this all happen. Uh, first and foremost, shout out Tina, the founder of Amadeus. Uh, this is her vision and hopefully we're doing it justice. You know what I'm saying? Shout out Kim, uh, one of the best managers I've ever worked for. Uh, it's her hard work that you don't see that's putting this all together. Um, shout out to the boy Nico, our engineer, putting all the sounds and everything together. You know, the mad, the mad scientist behind the track. Shout out to the boy Caldrick. Thank you, brother, for sharing the mic with me. Um, this has been a, a crazy experience. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that I got to share some of my story with everybody. Um, OTR, again, was a, is a platform that was meant to, to change the minds of, of all those who listened, you know what I'm saying? Of sharing the perspective of guys who've, who've been through it and, and, and hopefully you, it, it resonates with guys who've been through it as well. And if you haven't been through it, then hopefully you can change your perspective. You can see what, what we've been through, you know? <laughs> I'm rambling. Know what it is, voice from the inside out. Hit us up on any one of our handles. Warren, you know, yeah, you already know. So, so hit us up on Instagram um, at Amadeus TO. So at Amadeus, A M A D E U S Z T O. Or you can uh, email us at otramadeus.ca. Yeah, man, you already know what it is, OTR. Time to get into our featured artist and song. This one, this one right here is long overdue. I mean, yeah, we we should have done this the first, first fucking episode, eh, Kaldrick? See, now if you've been paying attention, you know that that's a song we've been bumping in our title track since day one. So you already know what it is, Big Up the Top Twins. Rest in peace, 40 Double Low, Tyrone, rest in peace, man. OTR is this is one of those platforms that tries to give a voice to the streets, you know what I'm saying? And me and Caldrick, we 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 wanna we wanna thank everyone for listening and taking the time out to to give us your ear and and to hear the perspective from 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 guys who've who've been through it. And hopefully we you know we can spark some conversations and change some some perspectives out there, you know what I'm saying? Yo man, this is images by the Talib twins. Rest in peace, 40 double O. Salute you, young king. 
Yeah, this is what they want, they wanna see hitters They wanna see trap stars, they wanna see robbers, they wanna see killers They just wanna see me and my niggas, how we living Ay, man, this what they want, right? You wanna see killers, you wanna see hitters You wanna see bosses, you wanna see demons You wanna see how we living So come take a look at the picture, come take a look at the image So come take a look at the picture, come take a look at the image Yeah, see I had a vision To chase me a million I gotta go get it And I am not quitting I fresh out the box, whoa My brother is locked still This money's my destiny This sexy right next to me All this pressure, so much weight upon my shoulders I can't let this shit slow me down Making them nervous, I know that you get by the floods Every time I'm around, spinning your block And I'm gripping this ladder, you know that it holds 30 rounds Up in the booth, and we stuck after hours You know I'm still gripping this pound If you're doing your third, and get trapped in the station You better not go make a sound Put my all in the shed, there's only one way No nigga no turning around And I don't need a hitter, but I got me a twin You know that we both were around So I gotta go double up, someone pass me a double cup And watch me come these numbers up yeah, this what they want, they wanna see hitters They wanna see trap stars, they wanna see robbers, they wanna see killers They just wanna see me and my niggas, how we living Ay. I had the gas, I ain't clicking no brakes, no time for mistakes I know that I'm great, I know that you hate, I see their face He fuck with the jinx, he can't stay in my lane, can't rock with them niggas, no And I rock for my hitters though, when you hold it we let it go And I'm here to stay, let them know, I don't think that they hear me though So it's time that these niggas must fail, with my youngins and we doing them drills Like up, you a rapper, nigga just chill Going in for the kill like you bill, nigga I need me them bills Not satisfied into a mail, upside to the woods, fuck a deal yeah, this what they want, they wanna see hitters They wanna see trap stars, they wanna see robbers, they wanna see killers They just wanna see me and my niggas, how we living Ay. Yeah, this what they want, they wanna see hitters They wanna see trap stars, they wanna see robbers, they wanna see killers They just wanna see me and my niggas, how we living